everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time here, here with the latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where you are in the world. Let's get started with your daily news. Now, our first latest news comes from CartoonBrew.com. That, according to what we heard from insiders, that the the current CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek, gets a three-year contract extension. Now, since I believe like this has been at least two years since the company has found a new CEO, aka Mr. Bob Chapek, who has been in the company since around during the pandemic, according to the contract details disclosed in a Securities and Exchange Commission's filing, the extension to begin on July 1st, which is already passed, and runs for for three years. The new deal also grants Chapek. A long-term stock awards for at least of 200 million dollars annually and majority of terms in his current contract remains unchanged however including his annual base salary at least of 2.5 million dollars now according to the article they explains of how jpeg was able to get the job which they explained that jpeg was controversially promoted to replace the outgoing CEO, Bob Iger, in February 2020. Prior to becoming the CEO, Chapek put in a time ahead of, of Disney Parks, experiences and productions, head of Disney Commissions and Consumers Products, and served as president of distribution of Walt Disney Studios, as well as president of Walt Disney Studio Animation Home Entertainment. His appointment as Iger's replacement came as a surprise at the time as he was not on many outsiders radars and Iger still had two years left on his contract. It has been since been rumored by insiders that, Ch- that Iger picked JPEG as his replacement because he saw JPEG as a less charismatic peer that would not threaten his own legacy. Now, the article explains the... Well, we expect, well it, the article also explains the the good and the bad side of the of Mr. Chapek from what we experienced so far over two years. We first start off with the with they did like a um sort of the good, the bad, the ugly segments basically what they explain within this article. Which we start off with the good of JPEG, which it's been a rocky couple of years since JPEG took the reins, but there have been um extended circumstances. His arrival came just weeks before the company's theme parks and most of its production work were shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic, a development which could have been financially devastating. However, many credited the way JPEG integrated Disney Plus into the global streaming ecosystem for the companies bouncing during this time of of the advisory. His his no-nonsense approach and heavy reliance on, pop, on popular IPs helped perform the massively overshoot subscriber growth projections. Without that, the streaming success, Disney would have been lately faced a far more difficult time during the pandemic. That's one. Next, we go into the bad of Mr. Chapek. So far, we, what we have with Bob Chapek is that the the biggest blunder so far from his his um his time during the CEO 
or at least for the most of the public, was his response to the Florida's Parental Rights of Education Bill, more popular reference to it as the quote-unquote Don't Say Gay Bill. Employees from roughly all levels of Disney's hierarchy turned on JPEG when he intentionally or initially tried to avoid addressing the situation at all. Eventually, through JPEG, caved and paused all political uh, donations in the state of po- state of Florida, issuing the mild apology for everyone who felt down by his previous inactivity. Earlier in his um, tenure, the executive also got dragged into a very public PR battle about the pay about the pay with um, Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson. Most recently, controversy is stirred when JPEG fired the company's top TV content executive, Peter Rice, viewed by many as a potential JPEG replacement if the CEO were to be unseated for the for any reason. Yeah, there's been yeah, there's also these. I never thought I forgot, almost forgot about the Black Widow one as well, which is which is really 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 devastating for the actor as well. I'll give you guys more context once I read the last part about that. Um, then there's the last one, The Ugly, which, in speaking of against the Florida bill, JP kickstarted a feud within the state's governor, Ron DeSantis, oh, pardon me, Ron DeSantis, who embarked on a weeks long, weeks long against JPEG, Disney, and the animation at large. DeSantis, um, so um, frequently drafted a bill to have Disney's self-governing status in Florida protected since 1967 removed from concerning for the long-term Republicans have turned Disney into a political foil. Something Iger managed to avoid with his slick statements or statements like approaching to the running the company. Here's what the um, JP has to say. Leading this great company is the honor of a lifetime. I am grateful to to the board for their support. I started Disney almost a, at least 30 years ago. And today we have the privilege to leading one of the world's greatest, most dynamic companies and bringing joy to millions around the world. I am thrilled to work alongside with incredible storytellers, employees, and cast members who make, ma- who make magic every day. Then we have one of the chairmen of the board, Susan Arnold, who says, and I quote, Disney was dealt with a tough hand by the pandemic, yet Bob at the helm, our business from the parks parks to streaming, not only weathered the storm, but emerged with a position of strong. In this important time, the growth of transformation, the board is committed to to keep Disney on the successful path it is on today. And and Bob's leadership is key to achieving this goal. Bob is the right leader for the right time for the Walt Disney Company, and the board has fulfilled has full confidence in him and his leadership. Um, so far, what I could tell was the um, this is current situation. I I also like to add the um, this is just personal one, maybe the uh, the box office for. Uh, for Lightyear might be also might be also downfall to it because apparently a lot of people don't want to see people were expecting Buzz Buzz to be like the same character of Toy Story which this one seems a lot different from that 
Um, aside from that, um, I don't know about, I'm not really sure if I have hopes for Mr. JPEG, the way he advertised the company so far with, yes, with the habit with Black Widow, with Miss Carter Johansson, what happened was that, um, apparently what I remember from the contract that she signed was that she was supposed to get at least a revenue or her paid time through theatrical leases. The problem with that was that this is was during the pandemic and at the time Black Widow was slightly showed up in theaters but it was mostly but what happened was they released a film in Disney Plus first then they released in theaters and Scarlett Johansson called bullshit because her contract states that she gets the money the revenue from theatrical, theatrical leeches, or releases. And what happened was, was once they release on DC Plus first, she doesn't get the dough, despite her being the main character, Black Widow, within the movie. So that's one bullshit I had to call out with JPEG's, under JPEG's ruling. Like, what the hell? It's kind of like, you basically, I wouldn't see so to speak, double crossing. I would say it's more of like a of a slick move they did so far. Like they go through hoops around her contract, and that's what they did. It was a, basically a scum move they did with Johansson, and not giving her the right money she did. But she, rightfully so, was the lead character of your film. Then we have the main plate so far, which is the don't the um the parents' rights, aka. Of education, which is the don't say gay bill, whether it wants to, he likes to use or something like that. I talked about this one before a little bit. Um, I would say that was a mistake what JPEG did. Uh, this one, I like to call it the um, that's the all out conflict because this is what JPEG did, which is a huge blunder to Disney's reputation. I'm just saying. What he, what according to the article data, what he did was he once, once the at the time the the bill was being looked upon and being speculated with, of course, with the with the um, governor of of Florida, Ron JPEG didn't say anything. Obviously, now why is it concerning? Well, it's plainly obvious. Disney's main main quarters and their main operations of of negotiations and parks and themes is mostly around Florida. Enough to the size of them, they put more revenue within Disney parks and construction over there. They literally build like houses for their employees to live in. That's how much dedicated they're inside Florida so far. And once once Bob didn't say at least anything so far. With this bill, it lets all, no, almost almost all the Disney employees affected by this stuff. They got angry by him. They they talk smack, or not well, they, a few talk smack, but but like they all got angry at him and started riling up, saying, "Hey, why didn't? Hey, this shit's going on. We don't agree. What the heck is going on? All right." 
this rest of this stuff is being inflicted by us or whatever. What the heck is going on? And that's what happened. And obviously, a few days later, JPEG responded to that with an apology that he should have said something before. And even though he's even though he's get, he's also pausing the quote donations to this bill, so to speak, or to this to the governor, which kind of makes it a bit a bad move, saying that oh I stopped pausing once after you did once after the whole spill you did. You make the situation more worse. People are now realizing that does that mean that you donated before your apology? You should have realized that once you heard about the news. You know that, right? And then here's the here's the other blunder. Let's you call it the mass catastrophe or mass mass basically a mass genocide. Oh, no, basically a big conglomerate to JPEG. Once he did an apology and paused his stuff to Florida, now everyone is also angry at him. By everyone is basically the political aisle. Now here's what I'm, here's what I'm trying to picture is, and I'm just saying this, all right? As a middleman, my as a middleman, or a person who sees this in a in a big view of this stuff, let's be real. What I see so far is basically people or maybe Disney employees from the left side of the political spectrum got angry at first at JPEG. Once JPEG retracted what he did so far, now employees and people from the right political spectrum have come after him for that as well. And that's what I see for lots of rallies for both the left and the right employees of Disney. And what JPEG did, I'm just saying, what he did was he literally have these two groups come together to to tell JPEG what the fuck do you think you're doing? What is this stuff you're doing so far? You're contradicting yourself. Is that's what they're trying to say? So this man, as of right now, he's trying to fix his whole things during during Pride Month so far and. And people are still a bit sour what he what he did during the time of the of the Don't Say Gay bill, and people still kind of have the grudge to him to this day so far with what JPEG did, and he just made the Disney company more and more of a bad light of who of what do they what do they support or what did they go for was the ideology. The thing is, the thing is. Bob made it political. Even though Disney kind of does have political nuisance beforehand, it's just that the, he kind of makes it more of a very radical sense because you need to realize is who are your employees and who are your who are you uh, um, hiring for that kind of be affected by this stuff. And you got to be careful because these are your employees and also these are your people who you, who, um, who you are basically just like providing for within these parks and entertainment and so he's on this sort of like this backtracking stuff that he's doing so far and we're at Disney and it's it's awkward it's awkward and at this point he's just trying to figure out how to keep the waters calm and at the same time 
knowing that everyone else is just basically angry at him. I can see a, a lot of them, no matter who you are, who you believe, having pitchforks and torches pointing at JPEG and just saying, okay, what's, okay, can you please stop? You, you, had, you made your mistake at the minute. Don't stop with this, just stop with this PR move. We know the bullshit you've been writing so far. The ugly part of what I see so far from this article is that, um, also it obviously it ties with the, with the bill from Florida. And the thing is with JPEG, he, um, I don't know what, how I feel about this man. I mean, all the thing I can feel is that it's a, it just seems sad. Is like, from what I could tell from what he has come from the beginning is that he got this, he basically got this position out of nowhere or basically surprised him like oh like oh I'm, I'm just a chairman of of products and parks and disney i didn't expect it to be um to be ceo or something like that and it's odd to see how he was elected by the board of disney and even the even bob Iger kind of also have hopes for for tape to be his um is the right person to hand the mantle to the company. And all I could say to this stuff is that it's a rough, it's a very, very rough start for Disney so far. And right now they're in a, they're in an awkward position within the company of what to do, what to appease, what to do something to get us out of this funk of what the CEO did to the company so far, especially for this year. And, And I remember there was an article where during, during the whole JPEG conference with the Don't Say Gay Bill, a lot of people, especially from California, didn't want to move Florida or to Florida for business at Disney because of what JPEG did over there. And there was a huge, basically, worry saying that, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna quit my job at Disney. I'm not gonna move to Florida. And and, and another logical thing so far aside from that is that. Who wants to who wants to move to Florida? Or better yet, who wants to move to another place far away from your home that you originally from basically? I'm just saying. Like you have to realize that moving from another from another state to state is a big, big, big event. Like you mean with your families or your and you call your you call your your spouse, your kids or whatever who Whatever you love or whatever, and you have to make these big changes because you, because your job told you that you have to move to Florida because of business. It's 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 very rough. It's not easy. I think I heard along the line said that the, the employees have at least thirty days to move to Florida, or else they be like discharged or fired or something like that. And that's what you hear from rumors. But moving from state to another state, especially this like. Like, like hundreds of miles away. It's big. It's big, and you just don't know what to do, honestly. And, and even if the company helps you, just like pay for your, um, pay for your like moving, your moving trucks or anything else. But because it's the biggest company in the world so far, as far as I know. But it's just, it's just weird and weird tactics he's doing so far with the company. So. As far as I know, um, so far with JPEG, 
you know, I don't know if I really want to wish him the best of luck so far, but as far as I could tell, just, just at least JPEG or anyone else who knows personally for JPEG, at least try to do something to just like be as non-political as possible and don't get everyone wild riled up and just be in, just, just be as, do what you usually do. Just be the most great and greatest company ever and just to make something that's so just make just make movies make content that everyone likes instead of pandering to to like politics and all that stuff or whatever or have the decisions to make everyone else angry or something like that especially what jpeg did for having all political political sides from the aisle and just run at jpeg and just bashing with bats or something like that i'm just saying Just rethink your decisions and think closely who your next leader is. Cause, cause what from this from this article from other articles as well, you have three more years of this man. All right. Now, our next story for today comes from yahoonews.com. That apparently a die-hard Nintendo fan has spent at least, and I quote, $40,000 of buying stocks. And then asked the top executives why the company won't make more of a fan-favorite series. Now, I, found this, I found this story very interesting so far. Which I'm glad they put in like bullet points to get like at least a summary of this article. A gamer asked execs during the shareholder meeting this week about the reviving about reviving the game of the F0 series. He spent at least 50 five sorry about that. He spent at least around 5.6 million Japanese yen or around equivalent to at least $40,000 on Nintendo shares for one of the stock units. He told Insider that he, that he'd been paying Nintendo games since he was a child. And he was a quote-unquote die-hard fan, or was a die-hard fan. A gamer, a gamer said that he spent again that much money on Nintendo stocks, an opportunity to ask questions during the Japanese gaming giant annual shareholder meeting Wednesday about a fan-favorite series he wants to revive. He wants to see to, as a revival. The fan asked, um, I, "I'm sorry if I have to butcher the name." Um, Shantaro Furukawa, the the current president of Nintendo, whether the company had considered relaunching the, some of the fan favorite games, franchises, and specifically F Zero, which was a racing game series that hasn't been has, hasn't had a new entry since 2004. The fan who is old, who is based in Japan used an online translator to communicate. Told Insider over Twitter. Twitter direct messages that he that he bought 100 shares at at least around 56,430 yen a share in February after selling his stock to another company. He wished to remain anonymous for privacy, but his Twitter handle translate to Mom, Momiji or Momiji Momiji something like that. He told Insider that he was a die-hard Nintendo fan. After buying one of the units of stocks, he got an opportunity to attend the shareholders meeting, but he said that he, he said it wasn't guaranteed that he would be able to ask questions. 
that he was that was just a bonus. A Nintendo representative confirmed that someone needed to buy at least 400 or more shares of the stock to access the shareholders meeting. He quoted by saying, I have been playing Nintendo Fences as a child, almost all among all that sense of speed in F-Zero is the best. The game news site the VGC translate to Furukawa's response with Momoji said that it was an accurate inter- interpretation of, and I quote, It is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels for every Nintendo game that people requested. But we are very grateful and appreciate the expectations our fans have for our games, according to one of the executives. Um, then we have um, Shinya Takahashi, the company's managing executive officer, gave a more optimistic answer, which he said, We are always considering how to develop new titles and remakes that can be enjoyed by many players, according to what he said at the VGC. In May, Nintendo announced that a 10 for 1 stock split would be taking effect on October 1st, which would split each share into 10 shares, could make the company more appealing for investors. First of all, I find this amazing because you you have uh, well apparently the quote unquote the average the average gamer or the average person was able to go to the shareholders meeting and meet with at least one of the top executives for Nintendo to at least ask the question of why haven't Nintendo made F Zero series or if not any fan any fan favorite video games at all and this this has obviously been brought up because we know that Nintendo has a lot of great games over the past few years or even no no a past few decades at least and to this day some people are questioning why Nintendo hasn't re-released these games these older titles into new consoles so far now it's understandable to know that these older titles have been due to like <clears throat> like other companies um their rights, their contracts, and all that stuff, and they choose whether or not they allow the company to release the games for that console or not. And keep in mind, a lot of these companies back then, who were for Nintendo like decades ago, they either have no interest in that, or or they're already dead. Like the companies have already fallen off over the years or so far, and. Nintendo may be having a hard time contacting one of the developers or anyone who from those businesses to allow Nintendo to re-release their games into newer consoles like the Nintendo Switch. Um, sorry about that. As far as I know, um, um, we know, we also obviously notice that Nintendo has been, has been uh, notorious for... Not caring for the history of view of their own video games so far, like once they once they basically shut down Nintendo the Nintendo 3DS shop or the eShop for that and the Nintendo Wii U and the Wii obviously that's been like years ago. It's clear that everyone knows that the or everyone at least 
have the knowledge of at least notice that Nintendo either don't want to preserve games or they just don't care about about their players at all. And so yeah, that's what we kind of see so far. And we and I'm glad to see that at least there's a dedicated fan who was able to at least reach the tops of the executive board to ask them at least directly to telling them, hey, why can't you guys just at least either make a make a sequel or at least re-release the game I like so far that has been there for at least many years. He kind of answers the question for it all as well as the um, the Metroid series as well for Metroid fans. Since they haven't had a game for quite a while before Metroid Dread. Um, <clears throat> and the thing is what I wanted to say is that um, that at times people are really dedicated to what they love so far and this man showed his dedication like he mentioned before he loved Nintendo since he was a child he always bought many of their games so far he looked up to them and and it so happens he has that much money to buy that much shares and that still amazes me so far and because look I'm not a look I'm not an expert in stocks and how these stocks work so far as far as I know shares buys grows dipping downing or whatever all that stuff crypto nonsense or whatever but the but the fact that you that you yourself as the you yourself as a person who is able to at least buy as many many shares as possible to get up to the board and at least tell these companies or anyone else about the situation of their current status or any company that has any problems with the year so far. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. But at the same time, you have to pay like... Obviously a couple bucks. But that's but that's on you. That's on you. You have a choice to... To either take that rationality. Or just... Or just find other ways to at least get any contact from the higher ups as possible. Like the least contact we have so far at least... Maybe their phone numbers or customer service or at least online so on online contact that's what we get so far but at least we could at least just learn that that maybe hopefully hopefully we have that same opportunity we have so far and the thing that he, that the one of the representatives says it's kind of hard for them to either um, make a sequel to this particular game is just that as that most games that people like doesn't have like a strong sort of a strong other like a strong fandom or the majority of players don't really don't really um either like the game or never heard of the game so far so it's better to at least have like a big majority of audiences to let Nintendo know that hey we like this game and we want you to acknowledge that we want to play this game and not having to buy an older console to play this to to play this game again. For example, me, I bought a PlayStation 3. I wanna I wanna play older games on that console. Not nobody, but I was given a PlayStation 3 for my parents because they found it around a abandoned house, and I was the one who usually just get the cords for it and make sure it has good functionality that it still works. 
I bought the games for it because I want to play games. I want to experience or re-experience the titles I played on PlayStation 3. About about a few of my favorite Call of Duty games. About a few of the few of the few of the Fallout Fallout series. I also recently bought a Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> and boy oh boy, that was really really fun. Really really fun. I like the memes. I like all the stuff they reference to it and just. And the characters are very memorable for the game. But aside from that, I want to play games that that, in, that were in the past that cannot get to recently so far. Because I do not want to pay at least for PlayStation PlayStation speculations when the prices for at least $17.99 a month for playing all the games on the new PlayStation Plus subscription. Or at least equivalent to $119. Equivalent to $120 bucks a year to play the other titles not to mention you want to have to worry about the ongoing streaming connections to your to your console of the internet service because mine is really crappy it's, it's better for me to buy a physical copy of the game for my older console without experiencing the lag of the internet connections and that's the truth for me at least for Nintendo um I don't see them as a bit of a problem for that stuff compared to PlayStation, but the same aspect is there. We want to play other, we want to play other games to re-experience the history of video games. Video games as a whole is, has history, and we want to play their history what makes them in the making so far. You know, like replaying the Mario series. We have the chance to do that. Replaying the Sonic series. You playing the, replaying the Legend of Zelda series. You replaying all the other games, all the titles we have that re, that makes the gaming industry as a whole, and to experience them. For recently, so far, I want to play Mario RPG because I heard the game is pretty good. I kind of got to experience that while playing on my computer. At the same time, it, it kind of it kind of overheats my computer because I was playing in a on a. Uh, on an emulator to it but but overall I don't want to play other games and all the titles of their favorite stuff that they used to play in that's what we all strive to do you know so you know as far as we could tell we don't have for an average person like you and me compared to what this person did we don't have like $40,000 as far as I know you can't pay that much stocks for more favorite company especially Nintendo to get to the executives what we at least can do is what we have so far which is two things you either or maybe three things you could either a you know speak to Nintendo or at least the representatives to online which is kind of mind-boggling and his own and his own thing B buying other consoles but at the same time the seem a bit outdated and sometimes they won't function properly so you have to keep in mind about that unless you buy like like mid to third generation third fourth generation of it like around the nintendo wii era that still has older games you could probably play it as well or the wii u dds had all the titles because they because they released those the third option is which i'm obviously gonna get flack for this download emulation of those games on computer it may seem bad i understand but it helps to prove a point to the company that we love playing old games and we want to experience the old games that makes video game history 
as that makes it today. So that's what I know so far from this stuff. And we have there's other ways we could do this, but at the same time, I love the story so far, and I'm glad I'm able to share it with you guys because it shows at least at least there's like people who have the financial means to legit buy a lot of stocks to get to come to get these executive companies and it's just mind-boggling to that point to the story and and i like it honestly i like it there's still there's still a person out there who, who really cares about all the games and we don't do just that we have to push the limit of how far we're able to get more information on why these gaming companies don't want to do this now our last story for today comes from comicbook.com that recently we have an update the release of the upcoming new chapter of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean now there has been a drop of release and a new trailer for the upcoming chapter for Stone Ocean getting ready to crash against shores on Netflix once again with the new episodes for at least 13 to 24 of the sixth part of the, of the Jojo series this fall as Jolie continues to her quest to escape from her current imprisonment, she must now also attempt to save her to save the life of her father as the nefarious Poochie moves closer to his to his goal to give fans an idea of what yet to come. A new trailer has dropped this year at the current anime event of Anime Expo. The last time we saw Jolie, she had made a few friends in, in prison of of. Uh, in prison with Foo Fighters and Hermes Castillo while fighting against some of the some of the wildest Sanyuses that we've seen so far in the series. The villain's part 6 series named Enrico Pucci just so happens to be a pastor at Green Dolphin Street Penitentiary considering to be the, the deceased of vampire Dio Brando to be one of the closest friends of working to achieve power that would make him they will take him to heaven itself. The final episodes, in the final episodes, Jolene's father has his memory, uh, spoilers, his memory's been wiped out, and and Stan taken from him, adding the major elements to Jolene's current mission. Now, as far as we know so far, with the Stone, with the Stone Ocean Enemy, it has been released, that obviously I think I mentioned before, that's releasing on the first day of september september 1st will be will be the release of the 13 to 24 episodes of stone ocean all on netflix now i want to consider that um it has been at least five or seven months since since stone ocean just aired for the first time on netflix And normally for Jojo fans or anyone who watched the anime so far, this isn't obviously the case when we get new episodes. We get usually get new episodes every Friday of the week. Or attend to like at least one Friday of the week gets like a little a little recap of the episodes or the, of the arc so far. From each from each time the character goes to to progress its goal. This is very new. And we always could tell that with this deal with Netflix, um, obviously isn't the case. 
isn't the cake. And I'm pretty sure everyone, everyone at this point is dying to at least find at least a bit of JoJo content. For at least with Stone Ocean, we're just getting a lot of other stuff. Like, like we, we just got like a last, a last novel for Rohan of his series, the Spoke Rohan Kishibe, and the ongoing series, spin-off series called um. Um, of the side part of part six, I forgot what's his, I forgot what's his name. I'm pretty sure it was obviously about with Josuke teaming up with Whole Horse. That's still that's still keeps going, and you know at this point we just want to see Stone Ocean. We just want to see more Stone Ocean. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, the series looks like or the or at least the hype the hype seems is already dying down at that point. And seeing this news, it gives me joy. But at the same time, it gives me mixed feelings of, 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 like, shouldn't have David Productions or Rocky hadn't made this the deal with Netflix and just stick to just stick to Crunchyroll, of all things, to just continue uploading episodes over there. Because at this point, when you watch JoJo. You want to wait that longer for new episodes. I know there's going to be a lot of people saying that, oh, well, my, ad- well, my, I'm just saying, well, my anime takes like at least, for at least like a year, decade to release. And yeah, understandable, I understand. But for people who watch JoJo, the way they, they this is, they, they overhype the anime. It is released. Because ever since the success, the success of part five was so good, was so great that people want more of JoJo, which makes the hype train for more content of JoJo, and the, and the attempts and wishes for a part six anime is skyrocketed. We got it, but. Though disappointment either way. Cause we have to wait at least this fall to get another more episodes. It's all about timing. It's all about timing and if the time is right. And what Netflix did is just is is just poorly 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 received. The anime itself is great. I like it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the pace of releasing episodes when Netflix did just like chucking them with only one day and having people binge watch it is not really is not really good at this point. Because here's the thing: over the years, Netflix has um, has abusing their own technique of binge watching or dumping episodes of a series all at once. And it was good for the beginning of it so far, but at the same time, it kind of wears out because, because compared to you seeing each episode every every week for once a week, it gives the fans more engagement. Because if you're gonna talk to a fan of JoJo and you binge watch the whole the whole, the whole 12, 12, 13, 12 episodes. And you got at least like one, at least like one of the fans are like, oh, oh, I'm just watching like every week. That's the problem. The problem is that 
is that binge watching itself is kind of like is is kind of like ruining fandoms because without people having their own paces of watching episodes everyone has their own own methods of watching episodes of their series on Netflix when they release it all at once look what they did with Arcane they release these episodes like once a week once a day or whatever it was really good it was good the fandom over there they got the discussion and they can't wait for the next episode that's the key thing that Netflix needs to realize if you want to make the fandom happy at least give them bits of it or at least an episode of it every week and have the fans get discussions and discussions keeps going the more and more popularity it goes up Netflix has a problem with binge the binge watching strategy is dying and they need to rework that they kind of are but at the same time they're still sticking in their, to their own methods like stuff like Disney Plus and Hulu and Amazon Prime they know that the method the methods doesn't work at this point or HBO Max the methods don't really work as much as they used to so they decided to just at least do is for at least put every episode each week or two episodes each week to let the fans engage and be hyped for the next episode because that's the key for marketing the key to keep your fandom engaged for your product and Netflix is always struggling and what they did with Stone Ocean and to this day I really really regret anyone who was in charge of their productions need to deal with Netflix for that I believe they should have stuck with Crunchyroll or any anime, anime streaming streaming service or whatever or platform but I'm really I really am excited though for the new episodes for Stone Ocean so far and hopefully guys you guys are excited as well because I'm really glad to see as much as the the part 6 is a very lucrative and very very um hated when it comes to arcs and characters the anime so far is great visually at times and it's pace I like it so far I like it now that's it for today's news everyone hope you guys like today's, like today's um, news we have so far for you guys make sure you guys follow our twitter account animation 9010 it's animation 9010 for more updates over there so as well and do this podcast for every saturday or sunday depending how much news we have so far you know i know realize we have anime expo currently so far so hopefully i'm going to get more information over there as well so this is animation nation i am your host prime time here hopefully get to see you guys next week so far so Have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.